Hey, Pretty Posse, it's another Monday again. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend Kendria from Bear Culture Hawaii. She's an amazing boss babe. She is doing great, innovative things just as an esthetician in her wax suite. She's connecting to her clients. She's doing these wax therapy sessions, and I'm really excited to to have you get to know her on this episode of Pretty Pillow Talk Podcast. I did want to do a little bit of housekeeping in this episode. If you've noticed, my amazing, beautiful co-host, Solange Downey, has taken a little bit of a break. She needed to get herself together in her move to get them situated in Iwakuni, Japan, where they PCS'd for, for now. And they are taking some time. She is taking some time off to do that. But she is coming back. And this is a great time to segue in for our season two. So our season two will air in the fall, starting in September. So we will take a couple of weeks off to prepare for that. So once again, a quick little recap. We are taking a couple of weeks off to prepare for season two where Alana Downey, my beautiful co-host, will be returning after her brief little hiatus time taken off to prepare her family and relocate them in the beautiful Iwakuni, Japan. Hey, Pretty Posse, and welcome to this week's episode of Pretty Pillow Talk Podcast. And this week, I'm so excited to have Kendria from Bear Culture Hawaii. Hi, Kendria. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so happy that we could get you on Pretty Pillow Talk and really talk to you about all the things that you're doing with your amazing Instagram and your business, Bear Culture Hawaii. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Oh, I, so I am um, from Eva Beach, well, my hometown is Eva Beach. I actually grew up all over the island. So, um, oh yeah, I was, I grew up like in Milani, Kailua. I've had a really crazy childhood experience, um, but my entire family is from Eva Beach. Okay. So you're from Eva Beach and did you know always that you were going to get into the beauty industry? Like, was it something that you... Like in high school, were you that girl like tweezing everybody's brows in the back of the class? <laughs> no, not at all, actually. I was far from the beauty, the ideal beauty person. I was pretty dorky as a kid, actually. Um, I never really was in touch with that feminine side, I guess you can say as a, as a child. I actually always got bullied too for my weight. No. I had braces. Yeah, I had braces and I um, had bangs going across my forehead. So I just, yeah, I was, I was quite dark and I never really was in touch with it, but I've always been really creative. Okay. So um, it wasn't until after high school that I started really getting into like makeup. And that's what I, that's when I discovered like what what it is that I wanted to do. I originally went into school for makeup just to kind of like get get a feel of that. And my career ended up taking its own path. Tell me about that. I originally 
was, I'm gonna just back it up a little bit, right? I was working for T-Mobile for seven years. And within that career, I really didn't like it. I hated it. I was like, this is not for me. And deep down inside, I really had like an urge to do something else, you know? Um, so I ended up going to school and after, gradu after graduating from beauty school, it took me about, um, about three or four years before I even stepped foot in working in the beauty industry because I was really scared. Of course. And yeah, as much as I wanted to do makeup, I was still very intimidated by the industry and, and as a whole. Do you think that's because so, you were bullied when you were younger and you, you know? Yeah, part of it. I've always, I've always really struggled with my self-confidence, honestly. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I really found that confidence until my adult years. Same. Yeah. With you. It took me years to actually get into the industry and I had applied for mom and pop shops like mom and pop salons and and spas and I realized I didn't really get the support system that I really needed there you know yeah. um I wouldn't have it. I never got hired at any, oh no, I did get hired at one place, but I ended up not taking the job because I realized that the, they wouldn't have given me the support that I really needed. I wanted the additional training because beauty school really only covers the basics, right? Like you're only getting the very basics of what it is, yeah. of what to do, um, but you're not going in full depth of, of, you don't really fully cover the wide range of everything. You don't really get the experience until you're in the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I never took any spa jobs until um, my aunt, which ironically, the aunt, the studio that I work out of, it's her space. My aunt is an esthetician and she had notified me of this wax corporate job, um, European Wax Center. So um, I had, a, waxing wasn't originally my first, originally wasn't my idea of what I really wanted to do. I was actually really intimidated of waxing. Girl. super super intimidated like I was like oh my gosh I don't, I don't know if this is what I really want to do so after she told me about it I applied for the job I went in and I ended up getting the job like right away right. yeah and that ended up launching my career and it just so happens after getting into waxing it is like 100,000 10% my niche <laughs> I can so totally tell when yeah when I saw your Instagram and just watch you on your reels, you are so in tune with what you're doing that that allows you to then move into letting the client open up and share. If you weren't that in tune and into that niche, if it wasn't your niche is what I'm trying to say, then the client would be so obsessed. Like, what are you doing? it hurts. It's too hot. You know what I mean? Then it would yeah. be only on the service. Yeah. And that client in and out because I used to have a subscription with European wax center and I I've had like different, you know, estheticians working on me with waxing and you have the ones who are just there to get you in and out speed waxing 15 minutes bye, girl. And then you have the ones who are like yourself, you know, where they found what they're supposed to be doing. And then you're able to 
to kind of transcend the service into, um, you know, okay, who are you as a person, as a client? And I think that's what you're doing now. And that's what I find so attractive about your page is that you're able to allow the clients to open up and share with you who they are, you know, their culture, voice. I just love your page so much. And I was so drawn to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So when did you leave and exit European Wax Center? Six years. It's been, it was six years. So that was two months ago. I started in, I started there in 2015 and I ended up leaving mid-April of this year, 2021. Um, it has definitely been quite the journey. Um, I'm so grateful for European Wax Center because like I said, I got the support that I wanted at European Wax Center. I got the proper training with waxing. Um, I had a great team at the time when I started, but by my sixth year, this year is when I realized, and I think COVID really actually had a big part in, in this decision that I made, was that um, it was time for me to leave. I just outgrew, I outgrew the space, you know, and um, I think what happens is you start to feel when you start feeling uncomfortable in your career or you're, you start feeling unfulfilled, that's when it's time to make moves. And that's exactly what happened for me. I see. And was it an instance where you were able to take your clientele with you? No, not at all. Yeah. So I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was very fortunate that I'm, I also run a dating vlog so that there's a twist to this whole thing. I have a dating vlog, yeah. So I already had a, a very big, oh, big to me. I have like, you know, a, a good amount of following on my dating vlog and I was able to advertise myself on there. So because I was able to say where I was, where I was at and what I was doing on my dating vlog, people found me. So it was nice. Where can I follow your dating vlog? Huh? Where can our listeners follow your dating vlog? Um, so I'm on Instagram at Kendria Dates. I'm going to be honest, though, I haven't been active with that since I started Bear Culture because I can only focus my energy on one thing right now. Um, I'm just trying to get Bear Culture off the ground. And once I get that running, then I will totally get back to it. But yeah, that's that's another that's another aspect of me. And it's funny because, um, you know, after starting my business, the whole reason why I even started Kendra Dates was because of this industry, was because of the beauty industry. And being with people in the wax suite day in and day out, especially women, we cater to so many women. 95% of my clientele is women. All we talk about in the wax suite, it's not just waxing. We get super close and I know everybody's relationship business. We talk about total in-depth what's going on in our relationships what's going on in our lives you know so it's like um that is what made me be like hey I should start a dating blog like I should talk really talk about these things especially for myself because I I struggled hardcore with my dating life and I still kind of do I have a boyfriend now but we still have our our you know our hang-ups you know so yeah I've been married for 17 years this mm-hmm. year, and we've been together 20 years and we still nice. struggle. We, we still yeah. struggle. 
I mean, it doesn't stop struggling no matter where you are in the commitment scale, right? Yeah. It's just another layer of struggle. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why I started Pillow Talk podcast is because we have so many stories we have that are meaningful. Some are funny, some are legit nuts and crazy, but all of them just get talked about either on the lash table or the manicure table station or the wax bed, wherever you are, they don't get shared. And a lot of them are able to, to lift us up, to inspire us, to just make us laugh. And, yeah. and I feel like they need a platform and that's what Pretty Pillow Talk podcast was based off of. And so yes. I take these little stories and I try to change the names and the location of the people to protect them. But yeah. why not have a place where all these, all of these stories can be, can be shared. So yeah. I think I share the same desire to, to give it a voice. So, but, but in different ways. So yeah, that's really cool. We kind of are similar in that way. In that way, yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing Kendria dates? Or have Since you been 2017, so four years. I was doing that for four years. Yeah. Yeah, and then now you've just kind of integrated Kendria dates with your with your with my work. Yeah. With work and by asking your clients. Yeah, I actually don't even think a lot of my new newer clients, they don't even know I run a dating blog. I haven't talked about it. I but I do honestly, I feel like that is one of the reasons why I connect with people so much because I really do go from I really come from an aspect of like I see you, you know, like like it's a non-judgment zone. Um, so when they talk to me about whatever it is that they need to just get off their chest, I actually, because I have four years of experience with the dating blog, I'm able to actually hand, hand them wisdom that they can apply to their everyday life. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't. There are yeah. Tickets, but worth yeah. definite. We definitely are, are sounding boards, I feel, for yeah. our clients. Yeah, yeah. I always want them to feel like really empowered leaving the studio, you know, or if it's not empower if it's not empowerment, it's just some sense of relief that they were able to hand somebody their 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 baggage. You know, like this is my baggage, help me dissect it, you know. So it's nice to to be that for them. And and ultimately it's I'm not just a waxer, I'm a friend, you know, like it, it kind of yeah. comes down to that. Yeah. I don't market myself as that. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, why don't I talk about this? And I guess it's just because I want both of my brands to have separate identities, but they're in actuality, they're very much integrated with each other. They're the same. Yeah. I would say they're yeah. very much integrated and maybe that's what we should talk about on our live. Yeah. Maybe, um, you should be like, Hey, you know, they're not, they're not different. Yeah. Because how can they be? They're both you. Yes. Right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That would actually be cool. I think we should do a live where, where um, I, I introduce Kendra Dates to Bear Culture and, and kind of let them know that this is what we're about. I love that idea. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to help you with that. Absolutely. You know, uh, Pretty Pillow Talk podcast is an extension of Lehua Lashes 100% because it's me. You know? Yeah. And 
it's also my co-host, um, you know, Alana Downey, who's in Japan right now, and she's getting oh, okay. there. So we're hoping to somehow integrate her again as a guest host or something. And she's taking a little time off getting her hair business up there. And she's such a beautiful bright light and she's in hair and she brings such uh, a different perspective, you know, as, as a co-host usually does. So I always like having dual, both of our perspectives in things, but um, I didn't want to miss this opportunity to interview you though. And, and oh, to yeah. hear uh, your story. Yes, I would love to meet her as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we talked a lot about identity and, and how you are integrating Kendria Date into, in, you know, that, that as you're setting up these, this new business, Bear Culture Hawaii, and leaving European Wax Center to create your own business, what is a piece of advice that you would give someone just getting into the industry? Would you say like, just go out on your own first? Or would you say like, no, get your mentorship side, get your skills down first in whatever it is that you choose to do? I think everybody's story is going to be completely different. Um, so I'm just going to say based off of my own experience, I would recommend getting a mentorship, getting someplace where you, where you can get the experience and the proper training, you know, um, additional training, but it's the, everyone's career is going to look totally different to them. But for me, I know 100% if it wasn't for for my training at European Wax Center, I wouldn't, um, I don't think I would be as successful as, as I, as I am. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, I would, I personally would recommend that if anybody would ask me. Absolutely. Do you have any other pearls of wisdom in starting your own business now that you're venturing into entrepreneurship for yourself? Oh, pearls of wisdom for starting a business. I'm, I'm still so new. I'm still so very much a baby in this, you know, I'm still very much learning. Um, maybe that is my pearl of wisdom is, is when you start your own business, it's really about, it's very scary. Number one, you're going to go through all these different emotions. It's going to be up and down, um, a major roller coaster of just craziness. But, um, I think when you're able to position it from an aspect of what can I learn, how, what can I learn, um, that really changes the mindset and that changes the game of, of how you show up for yourself and your business. Because although I have six years of experience in waxing, I still have so much to expand on and so much to learn. And that excitement of what can I learn and that curiosity is is what I think really ultimately drives me. And it keeps me in touch, you know, with, with what I'm doing. And yeah, so I guess my pearl of wisdom would say to stay curious. Stay I love curious. that. I yeah. really love that because I feel like that allows you to bypass the fear of like, I don't know something. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to avoid it because I don't yeah. know. I don't exactly. know what business taxes I should be doing. I don't know what, uh, you know, 
how to set up a business account. I don't know what documents I should be getting. And yes. sometimes that fear allows us to procrastinate and then we never get things done. Instead of having a learning mindset, like you said, oh, what can I learn about business taxes? Yeah. What can I learn about business expense write-offs? Yes. What can I yes. learn about how many business accounts that I can I have? I can yeah. have just a business account just for my taxes. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. I can write off every single lunch that I have. I can write off my clothes. I can write off my phone, a portion of it, or I have just a phone for work. You know, all of the subscriptions that I have for photo editing and, you know, reels creation and social media content and Zoom, my Zoom subscription, all business expenses. Absolutely. Like you said, just to emphasize your point, when you come at it from a different perspective of mindset, how important mindset is, you can create success yeah. through your roadblocks. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to add to this um, is surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. Yeah. You know, surrounding yourself with people that genuinely want to see you succeed and that can add value to your journey. So for me, a big part in my step out on a, a step out, stepping out of being by myself is I joined a women's entrepreneur club. Um, shout out to Oak and Pine, um, Michelle Carmack at Oak and Pine. She started this women's entrepreneur club for Hawaii members specifically. And being around those women, we're all small business entrepreneurs, being around them and everyone's has their own talents, their own expertise. It really inspired me to, to step into that role and to be that. Because when you see other women doing it, you want that for yourself, you know? So it's really important to get you basically a team, you know, get you, surround yourself with people that, that will uplift you and that will be your support system for sure. I love that. You need a hype team. Yes. An yes. Entourage. Yes. People that are going to want to, want to see you do it. You know, I haven't experienced with that. Sometimes, sometimes my clients end up being my hype team. They're my best hype girls. Like, yes, 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 yes. Shout out to one of my best girls, Athena Espana. She always, uh, she always listens to the podcast episodes and I was, uh, I love musical theater and I used to perform when I was younger and oh. I, I went to, I was signed up for a master class uh, in auditions this week. And I was hemming and hawing because of the kids' schedule and my husband's work. And I was like, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go, but I paid for it, but I want to go. I really want to go. She's like, Chelsea, can you just go? You need to go to this and you love it. You're passionate. Why not now? And she's going through this personal journey. She's lost 80 pounds. She's just doing all these things to put herself first and not wait, you know, and I'm always putting, you know, my love and passion for voice and music and, and musical theater things in the background. And she's always encouraging me to like, you know, and oh. so I went last night and had the most amazing time. And, uh, you know, it just, it's like, just kind of reinforcing what you said, had I not had her encouragement, I might have made another excuse not to go, right? When, yeah. when we surround our, ourselves with people who encourage us and, and just give us that little nudge, you can do this. 
There's no, yes. no don't talk yourself out of starting that business. Yes. Don't talk you yourself. To... Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. Don't... Oh, this is your time. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no, I was going to say, yeah, you need a mirror. You need mirrors, people that will show you. It's really hard for us to see, to see us as ourselves, like to really see. Well, for me, at least, it's always been really hard to see the positives about myself. You know, it's not easy to it's we're always going to first thing is look at the negatives about ourselves so when you are around people that genuinely love you and support you and want you to win they're gonna always show you the positives and that's what you need yeah so do you think part of local culture asian culture i grew up in a chinese household too predominantly and um my grandpa them were always like don't just you know it was very much like can't be prideful. You can't say positive things about yourself. If you do, it's frowned upon. That, yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's generational trauma. I don't know if I can say specifically culture. I think that it can happen in any family, no matter what race or culture, you okay, know, it's, you yeah, Definitely. I think yeah, generational, especially if you come, I come from a lineage of survival, you know, survival mode. Every, everybody that came before me was survival mode. We come from poverty. You know, so our mindset is poverty. Our mindset is lacking. We lack. What do we lack? What do we lack? What do we lack? Right? Right. That's just the way we think. So I have been always conditioned. What do I lack? What do I lack? What do I lack? Versus being like, what am I grateful for? What do I have? What tools do I have right now to get me to the place that I need to be? What What is within me? that will help me succeed. And sometimes it's not even about skill, but it's about determination. It's about perseverance. It's about persistence, you know, like just continuously showing up no matter what that looks like. So yeah, it's just a whole mindset shift. And and it's also being aware of that. I think it's very much a privilege to kind of, to be able to, to recognize that like where that comes from and being able to change that about ourselves. Absolutely. And that's where in your family, you're going to be that junction. Yeah. You're going to teach those around you about an opportunity mindset, about an abundance mindset. Yes. And that is expansive even into the industry where when my mentor in lashing even down to the industry was like, no, we own, there's only so many customers. We have to own, you know, we cannot share our knowledge. We cannot, you know, you have to stay here. You cannot, it's a very finite mindset, fear, fear-based. Whereas I come from a mindset of if I need get sick or if I have to go on vacation, or I have an emergency, I have a list of five girls who I know are good, well, good trained lash artists that I've told I'm going to give my clients their number if they need fills or they need full sets and I'm not available because I know how to train and I know the quality of the work is good and I'm not afraid. If you like their work, I can't stop the client from going to them. No, no. Yeah. That's the client's decision. And I yes. love the client regardless because yes. 
their relationship isn't going to suffer because they like somebody's work better. Yeah. What is that? You know, that's my bad because my skill isn't there, right? My, then that's a reflection on my skill. I need to figure something out. That pushes me to be a better artist. That pushes me to to learn more in my skill and my trade. Yes. I believe in sustaining and supporting. I believe that that lifts our industry. Yeah, absolutely. There's 2 million people on this island, you know, like we, as one person, we can really only service maybe 200, 300 people a month. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're looking at it that way, like, yo, there's so many of, there's so many people out there. So many, we can touch on so many people. It doesn't really matter, you know? And, and I love what you said about your relationship, not changing with whatever client, you know, you're going to treat them the same. I, I strongly believe in that too. You treat people the same, regardless of what they choose for themselves. And sometimes I just look at it from a standpoint of, I don't want to service anybody that doesn't feel like I can't bring them value. If they're not at my service, like, like I can't bring them any value, then they're just not meant for me. And that's okay. I wish you well. And, and that's fine. I'm not going to be butthurt about them going to somebody else. You know, um, I would rather service people that I know 100% will understand what I'm doing, can feel what I'm doing, feels the love, feels the support and leaves my services feeling empowered, confident, brand new. There is a difference I'll say, because I'm an esthetician and I perform both services, I perform facials at a dermatology office some days and I perform lashes. I touch in different ways and I massage in facials and I touch in lashes in different ways. I do make an effort to move energy in a positive way in facials and my intentions different in where I try to be a conduit of positivity and where lashes, I try to be a conduit of open listening, non-judgment listening. Love that. So there's two different intentions with both, uh, with both um, people, but you feel drained after. Yeah, sometimes. Yes. Yeah. It's, I've had to learn to kind of like clear. So own- yeah. yeah, just kind of like be uh, have a little bit of a barrier to where it's like okay sometimes you end up crying with your clients or praying with them, you know, whatever it is that they need, just, you get very close. And so when I, anyway, that's why I definitely wanted to interview you because I was like, oh, this girl and I are very safe, very similar. (laughs) Yes. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's move on to the next question or else we're going to get off track and I'll start talking about all kinds of craziness. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. What is a habit every good business owner should have, do you think? Oh, gosh. Staying in touch with yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know the word. I don't know if there's a specific word for that, but you have to be in touch with yourself to, to, run, to run a business. Okay. Um, I spend a lot of, or well, as of recent, it might, honestly, the past couple of months, my life has been a little chaotic. Um, but I realized that when I am not in tune and in touch with myself, my business is not, my business 
is disorganized. It's, you know, things are all over the place. So really getting in touch with myself is the most important. So like setting boundaries? Setting boundaries, yes. Um, Having some type of practice that helps you unload. Having some type of practice that helps you unload with yourself. So for me, it's meditating and journaling. I make it a habit to do that. Even if it's just 10 minutes a day, I need a habit. I make it a habit to do that for myself because as a business owner, we have a billion things happening in our head. And if we don't unload and put that somewhere, that is what causes overwhelm. And that's what causes the feeling of being stuck and the feeling of feeling, uh, the feeling of um, feeling like our business isn't moving forward. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, journaling. So unloading as well as practicing gratitude within our business. You always want to practice gratitude. You always want to celebrate your wins, no matter how big or small. So yeah. I take, yeah. So with my journaling, I'm making sure I'm I'm sending my gratitude in the, in these words that I write, as well as um, what do I need to unload? Because when you can see it on the paper, it makes it easier for you to start organizing. And I think it releases it. Yes. Just kind of like it's out yeah. there. I haven't done that yet. I, I've got, I have my meditation piece. I could be more consistent with that. I am not there with the journaling. I'm inconsistent, I mean. But I turn to organization as kind of a journaling where I yeah. have hyper organized. I have like for my family and then my myself and then I have also like, I dump everything into one massive to-do list. Yes. It's just like this running eternal. <laughs> but I like seeing it checked off. I like that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Our time is almost up. I'm so sad. It went too quickly because we could talk forever, but I guess sure. I like it if you'd leave us with this short story of an experience you've had. It can be funny or inspiring or something that has happened to you. Uh, you don't have to share a name or anything. You can keep it confidential, but what is a story you'd like to leave our audience with? A short story. Oh my gosh. Um, for some reason though, I don't know why this is like something I've been thinking about in the past couple of days. Um, it's for me a really a story about self-acceptance and um, not seeking approval of others and trying to really hone in on myself. I was thinking about my, um, I used to take swim lessons when I was maybe about five or six years old. And it was like the, the first lesson of the, of the year. And it was supposed to be the easiest because it was the first lesson, right? But I ended up hardcore failing it. And I failed it because every swim lesson that I went to, my grandparents used to come and watch and I would always look to them to make sure they're looking at me for approval, if that makes sense. You know, I would always like look at them before I like perform, right? And I realized how I continuously do that in my life in general, like with whether it's business or anything in life, like I've always kind of done that. I've always sought approval outside of uh, myself. And when I realized like, failures 
that contributed, that seeking approval contributed to my failure, right? So um, I realized like, I really have to focus on my own thing and just focus on what it is that I need to learn versus trying to seek approval from and everybody else. Um, I love that. You can proceed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is something that many, 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 many people, including myself struggle with. Yeah. Uh, it tends to be people who want to please others who have kind of a pleasing nature. And a lot yeah. of us who are in the service industry are drawn to the service industry because we want to give and serve and are empathetic. Um, I am the same way and have had to and still struggle with that that I am good enough, everything that I have now is what I need and I will have what I need and am getting better. Yes. And yeah. am good enough as I am. Yeah, exactly. That's, so, that's super important. It's hard because yeah. I, in my mind, I'm like, I have to be skinnier. I have to be prettier. I have to look a certain way in order to be successful in my industry. Yeah. It's not that it's not that because way. the other Instagram girls who are successful are the other girls on reels don't look like me. They don't, aren't a mother of three. They aren't whatever, whatever BS I'm talking in my head. So it's a very common thing, that narrative oh, that yes. we tell ourselves. So I'm yeah. so glad you shared that because I think it's very relatable. Yeah, thank you for that too. And I think it's a common struggle, but it's definitely one that's that we can overcome. And the yeah. more we talk about it, maybe the, the easier it'll be to overcome. I hope for, for people who are listening, don't stop just because you have negative thoughts. Just stop thinking them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really more so about focusing on yourself focusing on yourself because if you don't focus on yourself you're gonna miss the whole you're gonna you're you're gonna do the complete opposite of what you're originally doing it for you know yes. if you experience success or if you want to maybe it might not even be about success it might just be about having the experience but it takes away from you seeking approval from others takes away from the whole life experience itself yeah you know? so, I agree yeah. I 100% agree Kendra it's been so amazing talking to you and I hope to have you on again. Uh, I, I, I would, can't wait for our live. Um, I would love to keep in contact and, you know, talk to you more. So thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast and I will be following Kendria's dating blog and, <laughs> and maybe I'll come get something else from you hopefully. Yes. Yeah. I would love to meet you in person. We, we, I really look forward to connecting with you soon. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. You're so sweet and you're, you're such a great interviewer. So this oh, is so awesome. Yeah. I look forward to more. Okay, Kendria. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day, Chelsea.